Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Idleman Unplugged. Boy, do we have a topic today. I'm, stir, I'm sure it's going to stir some emotion. Uh, and anytime I do this, um, the reason I do it is just to add a pastoral perspective. That's why it's called Idleman Unplugged. Uh, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this on Podbeam, iTunes, or YouTube, or Vimeo, or Rumble, all the different platforms is I think it's important to give a biblical perspective, a pastoral perspective. Um, I'm glad God waited about 20 years uh, after I came back to know the Lord to be able to just kind of, you know, share my thoughts and hearts on this. I want to let people know up front, obviously, I'm not the final say. I don't think that my way is is the right way. It's either my way or the highway that I've got all this great insight theologically. But I do think we can share from a biblical perspective, you know, what the Bible says about some of these topics. And so what I did is I made a list here and I'm going to uh, try to go in order. I know I'm known for my rabbit trails, especially in preaching, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to follow my notes here. So just, just bear with me for a minute, but let's, let's talk about the chosen, uh, choosing the chosen or disregarding the chosen, what's going on with the chosen, why the controversy, what should a Christian stance be? What should a stance be for parents watching, having their kids watch it? Maybe if you're watching it. So again, let me just unpack this. I'm not going to waste a lot of your time, but I think it's important. Uh, the big, the big thing that when you see critiques about it or, um, you know, reviews about it that are negative, the, the reviews and the critiques are often because people are worried that, um, people will be led astray. Primarily Christians possibly will be led astray. And as a person who, you know, loves the word of God, loves the Bible, uh, many of you can relate pastors, teachers, Christian leaders, uh, those who just, you know, love theology and you, you're, you know, you, you want, you take God's word seriously. It's, we have, there's a reverence, there's a respect, it's inerrant, it's inspired, it's God breathed, it's his word. And so you want to take that seriously. And, and there's a tendency though, sometimes to, you know, what's the best way to word this? Well, let me just explain it this way. Often when it comes to things, to things like this, there are two extremes and that's why it gets a little confusing. And that's why there are podcasts like that. And that's why Christians sometimes disagree. And I believe that God allows things to happen. I mean, think about it, you know, funded possibly by a, a large Mormon base, uh, the star Jesus is Catholic, and then Dallas Jenkins, you know, some of the things he said. And so I'm going to unpack that. But it's funny how God will often allow certain things just so we can practice getting along with those that we might not agree with. And as I lead a church, pastor a church, I have, you know, a more a national outreach as well. I'm, I'm learning that lesson. Uh, the hard way sometimes is, uh, you know, we have to be united on the essentials, but in the non-essentials, you know, eschatology, uh, pneumatology, even, uh, church leadership structure. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of non-essentials and that's where we learn to grow, humble ourselves. Are we teachable? Are we humble? So with those two extremes or back to those two extremes on one extreme, you have what I would say 
maybe where I would be inclined to lean, you know, if I'm not, um, if I'm not led of the spirit, filled with the spirit, because when you're filled with the spirit, you're filled with love and joy and peace and contentment, gentleness and kindness. And if you're not filled with that, the, the, what you're often are filled with is arrogance and anger and a critical heart. And so you will see people on this extreme who are, you know, I'm contending for the truth. Okay. But you're very arrogant. Um, I'm just trying to point out error. Okay. But you're, you're bombastic. You've got the heart of a Pharisee. So that's where that's one of my concerns is on this again, doesn't mean you can't critique, but the extreme side of it. I mean, I read some critiques of the chosen and I about fell over my chair. I said, are you kidding me? Talk about fishing for, for something. Talk about gaslighting. I mean, my goodness, I might talk about a few of those in a minute, but then now you have the other extreme who you have a lot of carnal Christians, maybe unbelievers, uh, those who aren't walking closely with the Lord. And uh, this side can be very gullible and not be spiritually alert. And what happens is they can be so hungry spiritually that they consume anything. And that's where it can get a little dangerous. And so anytime movies like this come out or uh, things where, um, well, here's the, here's the, the, the really the crucial matter, artistic liberties. That's what this really boils down to. I mean, nobody, nobody, not the best theologian on the planet can properly portray the life of Christ perfectly. Now we can portray the perfect truth and that's what we believe, you know, that God has given us, but filling in the blanks, that's where the challenge comes in. And even preaching a sermon. I mean, I often say, and, and some of the Bible teachers you, you, uh, you follow solid people, you know, will say, you know, I can, I can picture Jesus, you know, sitting there uh, above Jerusalem and looking over the, the city and I can Picture Nicodemus when he's coming by night, you know, is he, is he looking around to see who's watching? Is he, did he, did he have someone go and check the way first? What did Nicodemus look like? What did Mary Magdalene look like? And, and could they have taken this, this route? And what about when those men brought their friend to be lowered in the roof? How did they get up on the roof of the structure? Was there a ladder? Was there, you know, and, and so even pastors paint images in their preaching. And that's why they let people know, could it have happened this way? Could you, could you see it this way? But you don't change the truth. You don't dilute the truth. You don't say, you know what, Jesus, he, he could have been married, you know, possibly. Or, you know, I know it says this, but, and then that's, that's where you got to, you know, sound the alarm. But as long as the truth, the essential truths of the doc, of the Christian faith are there, there will be artistic liberties where, and if you, as long as you let people know, Hey, this is, you know, I've took some liberties here because we don't know when you're filling in the gaps. Uh, it's important to let people know what, what is, what is your own, uh, um, view of it and what does the scripture teach? So, I mean, for a perfect example, we, we see a lot of times, uh, at Christmas time, you know, uh, the, the portrayal of the three wise men and, uh, December 21st, Jesus's birthday and the wise men get there and there's this little brand newborn baby there in the manger. Well, there weren't three wise men that we know of. I mean, they brought frankincense, myrrh, gold. So you could represent one present per, per wise man. 
Um, when they saw the star, it took them a while, a journey to get there. So it wasn't this brand new baby laying in a manger. They just, you know, they just arrived uh, the next day after birth. And it definitely probably wasn't on December 25th, uh, depending on the weather and different things. And so, but you know, that, that's, that's artistic freedom sometimes there. And you let people know, oh, we, you know, and I let my kids know, um, that he wasn't born on this day necessarily. And, and you, you educate people. So that's a biggie, I think. Um, and what happens is my artistic freedom might not align with yours. You know, for example, Matthew being autistic, uh, they introduced Judas on the, the chosen three. Now Judas was entered. Judas of Iscariot was introduced. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I would have changed some things. I'm not sure about that attitude. I think he would have been more sneaky, sly. And then, um, Peter, you know, my thoughts, you know, but again, that's just my thoughts. That's because how I was raised and how I view, you know, what, the, the view, the Bible, the things, the gaps that you're filling in, even as you're reading millions and millions of people today, reading the Bible are filling in the gap. I mean, I just read where Ezekiel laid on the side in the Ezekiel bread, you know, what we call Ezekiel bread, but bring, you know, make bread and, and where did he go get, okay, I wonder what it looked like. Did it look like the Ezekiel bread we buy in the store? No, it looked, you know, and, and you, you, man, the, was the dirt, was it hard? Lots of gravel? Was it a soft? And so we always bring in, uh, art, artistic, um, light, uh, artistic, uh, thoughts into the conversation. So to me, that's not a biggie because that's normal. So, we got that out of the way out. The artistic freedoms, the, you know, right side, the left side, the, the two extremes. Uh, and there are two extremes. And that's where I'm, you know, finding that middle ground is very healthy. It's very beneficial. And then, of course, we look at, uh, you know, the influence, obviously. And so can, can an actor though, can we watch a good movie and the actor possibly be, you know, let's say Roman Catholic. I mean, look at the, the, uh, what was that? The movie about Christ that Mel Gibson made, you know, powerful, profound. Yeah. Some things, you know, in the snake in the garden and different things. Um, but overall, man, can it send a powerful message? Um, and, and I just got to tell you this, this, this is cracks me up a little bit. Um, I've been watching, you know, you watch, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, people comments and, it's like, you know, be careful and, and, uh, Jesus is a Catholic and this, but yet they just went and watched Maverick Top Gun. I mean, I'd rather have you watch these. <laughs> I mean, it was a good movie, I guess. I mean, I mean, I did watch it. No wokeness, you know, is, is God, I mean, it was, is about America and, you know, it wasn't a typical Hollywood movie, but the cuss, cussing, the pride, the arrogance, you know, I mean, you're, you're okay with that. But not the chosen three. You know, I don't know about that. Uh, now, granted, you're dealing with God's word. You're dealing with Jesus. So, you know, there's it's it's a high, it's high and elevated. And that's why I don't watch a lot of these movies often. Um, so, I guess I should have told you my experience uh, before I get into influence is, uh, you know, it was it was hyped up. It was everywhere last what couple years maybe, and it was just the last I don't know nine months or so. I said, okay, you know, people are asking me at church, asking me what my thoughts are. And I, I guess I'll watch it. And, you know, I had my pen and paper out. Let me critique this. And, and I got into, you know, I watched all season one, all of season two. And here's a key I'm going to get into in just a minute. Um, and I was, you know, of course, again, the, the autistic, autistic, artistic, 
uh, Matthew's autistic. So artistic freedom. And I don't know if I would have did that. And Nicodemus, you know, um, you know, one of the things, of course, that stood out is when he's talking to Nicodemus and he said, well, Nicodemus, Jesus said, well, what does your heart say? You know, as a pastor, bing, 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 you know, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But the context, their discussion is to me, it was basically saying, what does the conviction say? What does the word of God say? The Torah you've been studying, what do you, what do you know to be right? And so that really didn't bother me at all. And so a personal opinion, I went in uh, to judge and to judge kind of harshly. And I came out of it, not judging very harshly. I watched it with uh, my, my two oldest daughters and, uh, you know, I'd say, hey, no, well, that, you know, this part in the Bible, and they'd ask, hey, they'd stop it a lot. Hey, Dad, what about this? And I'd go, well, you know, Matthew probably wasn't like that, a tax collector, and why they, you know, and it was, to me, it was an incredible opportunity to have dialogue with my kids. And we, okay, I said, go read that part of Matthew, and, um, you know, you can see, try to find it, see where they maybe added some of their own thoughts. And so, uh, to me, it was, it was profoundly, te- uh, it profoundly, um, moving the movie itself was i mean i found myself a few times wiping away tears the heart of jesus the love of jesus now legalistic rigid critical heart shame boy i'm glad he wasn't there uh, but i'm also glad you know lukewarm doesn't matter loving the world shane wasn't there either that we need the spirit-filled shane to add commentary on this and you need to be the spirit-filled believer as well to properly evaluate these things so now let's look at influence so uh, would I like, would I like everything to be funded by solid Christians? And would I like all the actors to be solid Christians? You know, yeah, that would be my preference. Uh, just like I would like the president of the United States running in 2024 to be Jesus Christ, but that's not going to happen. Or, um, you know, could maybe Franklin Graham run 2024, uh, you know, Chuck Swindoll, could he run 2024? John MacArthur, maybe he would leave here an hour from me and just go to wash. I mean, that would be kind of cool. Uh, obviously not called to do that. But so when you have, let's talk about first, you've got a Roman Catholic uh, le- uh, leading the part of Jesus. Um, now, again, I don't know where any actor's heart is. Even in Christian movies, you think you're good. You think this, um, it, it, you, you really don't know where their heart is. So my thought is, what is the fruit? What is he representing? What is his character saying inside the movie and then outside the movie? And is he, is he representing the heart of Christ according to God's word? And is, is it lining up with scripture? And so to me, yes, I would, would prefer, um, that, you know, there just be a, an evangelical type Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into this in a moment. I think it's important, uh, on Roman Catholicism, Mormonism. Uh, and then of course, there's a lot out there about the backing of the Mormon church, getting the funding. Um, and so that too, you know, again, um, doesn't bother me too much. And here's why, uh, I, I've known of many churches, um, that have, you know, an unbeliever, an unbeliever said, I, I couldn't sleep last night. I felt that God, a higher power or something wants me to give you this 20 acres of land for your church. I don't know why just, I just need some sleep. And so are they going to say, well, no, you're not a Christian. Well, no, of course they're going to, did God open this door? Uh, they plundered the Egyptians. Israel did leaving Egypt. Uh, the, the, the money of the unjust is laid up sometimes for the just. God will open those doors. Now, if the person says, I did a title, uh, fraud, I did title fraud and I got this land and, you know, I, I want to download it or to you or give it to you 
uh, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Or I just got, you know, $10,000. I robbed it from this bank. I want to give it to the, no, no, I can't do that because see, now my conscience is involved. Now my conscience is aware of what's going on. So whoever, I mean, it's a go fund. I think it was funded by millions of different people. Um, and so for me to isolate that, okay, let's say the Mormon, uh, church gave, you know, millions of dollars, a couple millions of dollars to get this message out. Okay, I don't know really um what the what the why why you wouldn't watch a movie because of that. And now again, I wish it wasn't that way, but it's not going to stop me from watching the movie or people benefiting from the movie. So, now let's read this so uh, I I I need to explain it first. I came out of Roman Catholicism. I was an altar boy, I went to a Catholic high school. Lots of Catholic friends. Uh, my, my, we have a church, a Mormon church, uh, a half mile down from our church. And sometimes they let me put up signs. You know, if we have a memorial service, uh, Hey, we're the church up the street. Don't stop at this church because people, it, they often stop at each other's churches. Uh, you know, they don't look alike. Uh, I, I had, um, some, um, uh, what do they call their, uh, missionaries, Mormon missionaries come to our church couple, about three months ago and want to just go in the balcony, experience the worship. Uh, and we've had people accidentally go down there. And so, um, I've got a good relationship with them. Uh, my doctor goes there and I just texted him yesterday when I asked about the, uh, COVID vaccine insert, uh, you know, what that says. And, uh, you can watch my video on that. Actually. Um, I did a review on the movie died suddenly, and that should be on probably only on, um, rumble. I don't know where you're going to be listening to this. So definitely watch that review as well. So my point is, um, I've got some background and experience in, in these different things with Roman Catholicism. Uh, you know what? Let me actually, let me read this because this is going to, this is going to tie it all in together. This is where the problem comes from. So Dallas Jenkins, the producer, let me see if I can pop it on here for you. Uh, he, he went on to address rumors by those who have accused him of claiming that Mormons or Latter-day Saints are Christians too. And so he said, it would be just as dumb for me to say that all LDS are Christians as it would be for me to say all evangelicals are Christians or that all Catholics are Christians or any other faith tradition. And he continued, it would also be dumb of me to say that none are. That's also a level of arrogance that I don't possess. When I've talked about my brothers and sisters in Christ, and when I've talked about those LDS folks that I know who love the same Jesus I do, I'm referring to some of the friends that I've who I, who identifies LDS, who I've gotten to know very deeply over the last few, few years. And I've had hundreds of, of hours of conversations with them. And I stand by the statement that those friends of mine that I'm referring to absolutely love the same Jesus that I do. So let me get back to, um, let's see if I can find the studio. Oh yeah, there we go. Got to click the button. Forgot about that. Um, so let me, let me talk about this for a minute the Roman Catholicism and Mormonism, here's where, here's what goes on a lot of times. So you have a group of people uh, who know exactly what these groups teach. And you have a lot of people that don't. So I have actually friends that, and, and family and um, people, they follow me on Facebook. I love the message and I uh, would love to go to church sometime, but I go to St. Mary's church. I'm like, Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, and then I have, uh, you know, we've, we've known friends, we've got family members that are, that are Mormons 
And so, um, you know, and, and I'll ask them and, and a, a lot of times, um, they don't really know what the church teaches. They believe that they found God there. They believe there's good people there. And, you know, when you, I would just went to a Catholic funeral the other day for a, a friend of mine known for years, a, a, an older lady and uh, stained glass windows. And, you know, and I remember everything and it, it, it wasn't, you know, necessarily a good feeling because, um, I felt it was, you know, I, I came out of that. Um, and what happens is, a lot of times people have religion, but not a relationship. And that, that's the key. So when I explain to Roman Catholics, I say, listen, um, you know, we've got some problems here with the papacy as a final authority, uh, above scripture, uh, and some of the decrees of the papacy, uh, have went against scripture, uh, the perpetual virginity of Mary, um, and other things, immaculate conception of Mary. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, blessed art, and the rosary, and the praying to the saints, and the praying to Mary, and the confession to a priest. You know, these, these are some, these are, these are not correct biblically. And a lot of people don't know that, that I've talked to. Um, I, the, and the, 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 the funeral I went to, you know, the only thing the priest said was because of your baptism as an infant into the Catholic Church, and that's what secured her salvation. That, that's that's actually very misleading. That's blasphemous. That's not true at all. Your, your baptism as a baby doesn't save you. Baptism later in life doesn't save you. It's an outwork. It's an outward expression of what God has done in your heart. But there's no talk of repentance and trust and belief in Jesus Christ. Some of you need to repent today. None of that. So what I try to do is love the people that, that uh, you know, that they feel that their connection with God is there. But if you look at from the higher up, the Roman Catholicism, what it teaches, it's a, a lot of dangerous doctrines. And that's why Luther, when he came out of it in 1517 in Wittenberg, Germany, and nailed the 95 Thesis and, and really just challenged everything. And of course, you have John Knox in Scotland, Eurek Zwingli in Switzerland, uh, Calvin in Geneva. And um, that was the Protestant, why we call Protestant. It comes from the word protest. And uh, they were protesting all of these doctrines that were not not questionable. They, they're actually anti-biblical to say to pray to Mary or pray to the saints when we're supposed to go directly to the throne room of grace through Jesus Christ and Christ alone and confess our sins to Christ, not somebody sitting in this in this you know room. And uh, and so people have religion; they don't have a relationship. And so. Uh, with the Mormon church. I mean, that's a whole new thing. We love Mormons. But um, if you look at what the church teaches, you look at what Brigham Young taught and uh, what uh, the, the, their actual teaching is that God was once like us and that we will become a God like God someday. If we follow what the Mormon church teaches, the secret ceremonies, no salvation outside of the Mormon church, even uh, higher up Catholics will tell you no salvation outside the Catholic church. Uh, you can get into who Jesus was, really. Well, I mean, if you, so Dallas, what he says here, you know, they love the same Jesus I do. Okay, well, you have to unpack that a lot more. Okay, you love Jesus, how? The concept, is he the way, the truth, the life? Is he the, the, the sacrifice for sin? Have you repented and believe he is Lord and Savior? If so, why do you put the Book of Mormon actually above the Bible that teaches things that are, that are contradictory? So, that that is a little you know frustrating for me, um, but so I can see what he's saying, even though I don't agree with what he's saying. And a lot of I found myself in this pickle before. Many of you have, I'm sure too. Is you know you you want to you want to love people, and you don't want to just blow them out of the water. 
but you know, you got to speak the truth in love. And that comes from being filled with the spirit of God. That's where the boldness comes from. And like where Joel Olstein can sit on the couch with Oprah or Larry King and say, Oh, you know that I don't know about that, Larry. You know, I, 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 who am I to judge? You know, you are, you are to, to judge rightly the scriptures and tell people I love you enough to tell you the truth. And so I think we can come out. And if I were Dallas Jenkins, I would say I've got friends that are Mormons. Um, they funded a lot of it. You know, great people love the people. I hope they, you know, someday come to see, uh, a lot of what their, 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 uh, the latter day church teaches. And so that's what a lot of Mormons aren't familiar with. You know, you hear they're good people and they are some of the best people I know, but you have to be good to earn your way to heaven. I think you also have to give to earn your way to heaven and tithe and things. And so these, see, if, if the goodness is coming out of obligation, it's a good work, then that right there is also against scripture. By faith, you are saved through grace alone, through Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. And so I think you can love people and hey, love Mormons, love everyone. Can't, but hey, have you, have you thought about, have you considered what the actual, the church teaches? Cause, and, and, and I've got this question a lot. So can I be a Christian and go to, you know, be a Mormon or go to the Mormon church? Can I be a Christian and be part of Roman Catholicism? Well, you have to unpack that because if you're saying I'm a Christian and I, I do believe in all that the LDS church teaches about, I mean, we could get into a whole new podcast on who Jesus, they believe Jesus is and relationship to Lucifer. And I think it was, you know, Jesus and Lucifer were, were co-equal and Jesus God chose Jesus's plan. I mean, it's just a lot of heresy. It's really, really not good. So if that person embraces Latter-day Saint theology, no, they can't be a Christian. Now, could they be, know the Lord, um, be seeking God, repented, believed, and then they're stuck in the system because they don't quite understand how to get out or they don't understand what the church really teaches? Yes, that's possible. Same with, same with both of these. But to know what the groups teach to know exactly what the churches on the, 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 the corporations, I should say on both sides, what they really teach and still be okay with that. You, you can't be okay with that. And with what the Bible teaches, that's why I often say, and when I talk to Mormons, listen, you put me in kind of a, a pickle here. You know, well, why is that? Well, either Joseph Smith is right or Jesus Christ is right. They both can't be right. And then you're able to talk and dialogue. And so I love missionaries from the LDS. I love those people. I love Roman Catholics, but you have to really look at what your church teaches. Don't, you know, a lot of people, oh no, no, I can't go there. My church has told me, don't look into it. No, you, you actually should look into it. I tell people, look into what I teach you. Go look at the Bible. Why? Because truth invites scrutiny. Air will run from it. Hey, we have the truth. Let's sit down. Let's talk about the truth. Let it invite scrutiny. But when I want to meet with Mormon leaders or no, 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 they don't want to, they don't want to meet. I remember I met with a Catholic priest. He was over a large 4,000 member church, I believe in Valencia, three, four years ago. And it was the most confusing conversation I've ever had because, and I, and I left there thinking he's not a Christian because, you know, he, he said, well, Shane, we, we have to have purgatory. We have to teach purgatory. I'm like, well, well, why? Jesus has finished work on the cross. He said, it's finished. He paid the price. You don't go and be punished somewhere for your sins or the kind of the cross was pointless. I'll never forget what he said. I about fell over my chair. He said, but how do we deal with the shame and the guilt of sin in our lives? Like, oh gosh, yeah, you probably have never repented and believed and truly been set free. And then a lot of other things, you know, why we go to, to Mary, she's our intercedes and she intercedes on our behalf. And then it, it can get really, it can get really unhealthy as well, even more so, you know, with uh, co-redemptus uh, and, you know, they may, they won't say it, 
uh, but a lot in the in the upper elements there of the church are believing Mary as co-redeemer. Uh, and so you should look into all these things. And you can see the difference. The Mormons or Rome, they, you know, don't look into our doctrines. Don't don't read you know, opposing views, especially Jehovah Witnesses. You know, don't 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 read opposing views. Uh, just you know, here's what here's what you got. No, the truth says, hey, let's come. I'd love to sit down. Okay, let's see what the Bible says. But see, they don't have the Bible as a final authority, so they can't sit down and say they have no truth as their gauge. Their works, their works of men are the gauge, and then the Bible comes and illuminates and proves all of that wrong. And so that was a long rabbit trail, but I think it's worth it. So yes, you do have to be concerned with who influences. But if Mormons have funded some of it, and I'm hoping Roman Catholics and Mormons listen to this and understand my heart and uh, just take it to the word of God. We have to have one gauge of truth, one plumb line. You can't have this book and that book and this papacy over supersedes this and this says this. You know, it's the gauge of truth. Uh, what, what do we what do we all believe? And now I will maybe throw this out there. What I've heard from Roman Catholics and LDS a lot is, well, look at how broken up your church is, Shane. If you're really, if that was the truth, why so many denominations? Well, that's, that's actually very easy. And I believe it's God allowed it because all the denominations are, the true denominations are, are, uh, come together as the essentials of the Christian faith, the virgin birth, the inerrancy of scripture, Jesus is the only way, the resurrection, you know, there are essentials. Now, Outside, though, you get, um, well, women in what positions of leadership, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, Reformed theology, charismatic theology, Pentecost. So you, you're, you're, you all agree on the essentials, evangelical, but then you do have different types of denomination. For example, if I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to have a hard time going to a church that doesn't. And so God allows denominations or somebody believes in Reformed theology, tulip, total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, perseverance of the saints. They're going to have a hard time going with someone who doesn't quite agree with those things uh, in regard to evangelism and different things. And so that's why there's there's um, there's different denominations. So anyway, let's go back to this point here. Um, so. Yes, I would prefer it was funded differently. I would prefer maybe the beliefs of actors were, were stronger in certain areas. But again, you look at the fruit. Uh, you look at the fruit that's being produced. Um, what, what is the outcome of the movie? Uh, you know, and, and, and I also look at the critiques. So I want to be careful here because I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to throw everyone under the bus. Um, but it does get challenging. Some of the critiques, I would, I would even say most of the, of the people who are critical of the, the, the chosen. I just went and watched, um, chosen three seasons one. Um, yeah, seasons one and two, three at the theater, you know, trying to just dissect a little bit. And, and again, some things that mm, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have said, yeah, but, but the truth of what was presented, Jesus's sermon and, and uh, Matthew's dad coming to know the Lord and the Messiah is, is, is a lot of it was pretty beautiful. And I could see a lot of that unfolding, even for this podcast, the haters are going to hate, but I don't care. I'm here to tell you, you know, my perspective and what the Bible says. Um, and so, so far, just about every critique um, has, they, to me, they've seemed to be hard hearted, critical people, bottom line. I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, I'm, again, I'm not saying everyone, because I have, I have some genuine questions and I would probably bring them up to Dallas, but overall, man, that's like, let me share a few of these with you. Uh, they would say, you know, Mary Magdala was too elevated, you know, in this, in the first, uh, first seasons there. Um, 
I guess it's episode. So I saw season three, episode one and two at the movies. I'm like, how is she too elevated? I don't, I don't, I didn't see that. One. I didn't catch that one. Hmm, let me go back and watch again. And I did. Didn't catch it again. And well, she led a Shabbat prayer. Uh, you know, yeah, that wouldn't happen uh, in that time for sure. Uh, with with where the men and the women were, and Jesus actually elevated women a lot. And um, so artistic freedom there. Um, people are you know they're promoting women too much. You know. Mm, you know, there's a contemporary shift taking place. Uh, they're promoting women too much. And I, 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 gosh, I didn't find that. Call me, call me uh, naive. Um, now, granted, you know, how, how, um, how narrow do you want to be when you add some artistic creativity in there? For example, one of the things was, I think it was the Ethiopian woman who led, she saw Jesus heal someone and then she came back with the four men carrying the other man on a mat. She led them to Jesus. She led them to the house. Okay. The Bible doesn't say it, it says four men, you know, brought Jesus uh, to the house. Um, and, you know, I can see how somebody, well, that's not in the Bible. Okay. You know, let's, let's, let's unpack this for a minute, teach your kids. But the men got there somehow, somebody told them about Jesus and that's who they portrayed that told them about Jesus and how they were lowered down in the roof and different things. So to me, that's not elevating women too much. That's not, you know, a contemporary shift uh, enough. You saw all throughout and maybe they will in the future. I don't know. But as of now, I didn't see that. Uh, somebody else said, uh, you know, when the, I think some of the disciples were dancing and uh, one of the disciples, they, they teased him and said, um, Jesus, you need to improve his, you know, his dancing. Um, and then Jesus kind of smiled and said, hey, you know, there's 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 even some things I can't do. And they were upset because it took a hit at his deity. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, he was, he's joking. He's, hey, there's some things I, I mean, it would take, that's like a quantum leap. I like to make that leap. That That's a big one. That's, that's, to me, that's a critical heart. I'm just telling you, just telling you up front. Um, and I saw some other critiques, but they're just kind of so minute. I didn't even want to bother with. Um, so can Jesus joke around a little bit? You know, um, I, 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 he probably did. I could read the Bible and I think he joked around more than maybe some people do. Uh, I like that part too. When, you know, get used to different. That is so true. So um, I would say I have some, you know, obvious concerns that I just shared with the, with some of the funding and uh, you know, the, 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 the spiritual background of some of the actors, but it's not enough to, to be critical of the program, if that plays a role. Um, and the Bible does uh, show that Jesus began to elevate women. So we don't want to keep this rigid, you know, um, before Jesus pushing down of women. And then we also don't want to get into the contemporary view of egalitarian uh, and, and all these God created them different. Com complementarian is what I would believe. Uh, but these, to me, these things are silly. These critiques are just coming from a heart that just wants to either get some clickbait or like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of sad. So anyway, I'm going to give you some takeaways real quick. Here's what I would do. If you're going to watch, read the Bible, you got to be right Bible. It's very easy. You know, I go through about eight pages a day, 10 pages a day. I can get through it, you know, two, two times a year, maybe, maybe one and a half times in the old Testament, two times, three times new Testament. And 20 years later, 
you know, I'm, I'm through it quite a bit. And you can do that. Begin to have the word of God saturate your heart. So then <clears throat> things like this, you can, you can identify the difference pretty quick. And then what I do is I would have my kids read the passage and, Hey, let's discuss this. Let's watch season, uh, season one and watch these episodes. And okay. And to me, it was great learning. Why is John imprisoned? John the Baptist. And I probably wouldn't have him look like that either, act like that either. But you know, it's just me. I didn't picture him like that. But you know, here's why he, what he did with Herod and how he, and to me, it was just incredible teaching tool. I'd rather have my kids watching that than, um, you know, YouTube channels that are off and uh, ungodly things like that. Um, but I understand if parents, if here's the thing, if you watch it and your view of Jesus has changed or you don't like this and you're conscious, you're, 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 you're convicted, you're convicted and you just don't feel good about it. And I know people, they don't feel good about celebrating Christmas. They don't feel good. I'm like, Hey, obey your conscience for sure. But you know, in Romans says we, we cannot judge on these matters that are private and individual. So, you know, be careful in that area too. Um, and I would, I would encourage, uh, you to look at and with your kids, the importance of context. So you want to watch, I don't know where the movie's going to go forward. I mean, I could be, you know, we could see it not taking a good, we could see it going in a drift or maybe see it remaining somewhat solid. So you look at the context and I look at the historical and theological consistency and, um, you know, you, you watch, where does it go from here? And absolutely there are no no, no, zero artistic freedoms with the truth. Zero, non-negotiable. So if it starts to, you know, like I said, Jesus maybe considers getting married or is married or, you know, um, I know people think I will be the way, but there's actually going to be other ways and, you know, alert, 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 alert. And so as long as the artistic freedoms are within the scope of scripture and portraying essential truth, absolute truth correctly, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, and then last two points, please, 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 please be careful. Be careful who you listen to. Uh, because a lot of times what happened, somebody just sent me yesterday, a friend of mine, but I don't know him too well. I was introduced to him. He He's really popular on YouTube, has a deliverance ministry. Um, I don't even know if he'd mind me saying his name. Um, Initials IS. How's that? Uh, and I texted him the other day and just encouraged him. But then this guy did a very negative video about him on YouTube and somebody else sent it to me. What are my thoughts? And so what I do is I go to this guy's YouTube channel and I watch, oh, I mean, he's, he's pretty much against anybody that's, that's charismatic or, you know, the gifts of the spirit or this. He's, he's, he's a, he's a critical heart. He's got a, he's got a very critical heart. Why, why, why they watch and listen to what he has to say? So be careful when you look at, um, you know, negative videos from people. And I wish, you know, maybe I'm, I've been praying for the Lord to give me some wisdom. Um, maybe these people will want to talk to me in the future about it. Uh, maybe you know these people, you can send it to these people because I appreciate their work. I understand where they're coming from. Um, but so, a lot of times people send me, you know, Todd Friel, Friel with Wretched Radio or Justin Peters. And uh, a lot of the contents, yeah, I'm, I'm with them. I'm tracking, but the heart behind it and the critical nature of it. And uh, pretty much if you're charismatic, they're going to attack you. And I, I think that's just, I, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good. I think, I think I've seen things also with Phil Johnson you know, um, here at the masters, uh, close by, or he's over grace to you ministry. We've got, we've got John MacArthur's one minute clips on our radio station. Love the guy, love the ministry, but I can sense in a lot of these individuals. Um, I just, I just wish I saw a, some more humility, some more teachability, 
uh, not poking fun, but definitely point out a lot of the error in the things that 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 are um, that are are incorrect. Um, for example, a lot of times this NAR comes up, National Apostolic Refer, whatever. I, I somehow people ask if I'm a part. Of, I I don't even know what it is. So I had to investigate it a few years ago. And uh, some of the pastors on the I, like the, these critical hearts, and even when you show them, oh no, I'm not part of this. I don't even believe what they whatever you're saying. And here's my statement. They don't even care. They don't want to take down their YouTube video. They don't want to change their position. So that tells me they're arrogant and they're critical and uh, they're not really being led of the spirit. So be very, very careful who you listen to. Even what I'm saying, what does scripture say? Line it up with scripture. Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit coming out? Is there love and joy and peace and contentment and gentleness and kindness? And there's a boldness of the spirit and, and you're contending for truth or is there just an arrogant, bombastic, teasing, making fun, poking fun at this, putting them down, you know, because I think you can stand up for what is right, what is true. And you can call out false teaching, say, this is not right. What I saw this person do is not right. And, and reach out to them, help them understand things. And, um, even like with, uh, Bethel, I don't know a lot about it, but people say things about it. And, um, uh, how do we know that some of those maybe worship leaders there that came out of it, or how do we know they're just not really grounded in theology. So instead of calling him a false prophet, why don't you reach out and say, Hey, where do you stand on theological issues? Do you need some help in this area? Uh, and then, and then get to know the person before instantly running to the Pharisee, running to the false prophet, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing, running to that, because I don't know, maybe it's more clickbaits, maybe, but these people, these critical hearts genuinely don't want to know the truth. They, they, they've made up their mind. Don't confuse them with the facts. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. I think, I think they need to be called out too from time to time. It's just, just the way it is. Uh, and so the final point here, make sure you are filled with the spirit. Make sure you are filled with the spirit. Remember the two sides, legalistic, arrogant, modern day Pharisee, critical heart, or the carnal, love the world more than Christ, wishy-washy. You know, you've got to be filled with the Spirit of God. How does that work? You repent of wrong attitudes. You repent of a critical heart on this side. You repent of not being teachable. You say, Lord, please show me. I want to be broken and humble and gracious. And this side says, says, I repent of my apathy. I repent of my lukewarmness. Lord, I want to be filled with your Spirit. God, I want the boldness and the truth. Please, God, would you show me? And as you surrender, as you obey the Word of God, as you spend time in prayer and fasting and obedience, then the byproduct is the filling of the Holy Spirit. And from that will come boldness. So make no mistake. If anybody thinks I'm not bold, just go watch the sermon from last Sunday on respect for marriage God's way. I listed the senators that, that backed this. I, I went against passive pastors on this, but I wept before I, 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 I weeped before I we, I'm, let me repeat that. <laughs> Play on words here. Like Leonard, Ra Leonard Ravenhill said, you must weep before you whip. That really is the key. There has to come a brokenness, a, 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 a teachability, a strength from God's word. And, and from that comes this boldness and you can be bold and, and confrontational, but you're still going to be very loving and season your words with grace. And I think that's, that's way more, way more receptive because we don't need any more armchair quarterbacks who pound the pulpit, who yell at people. They have no love in their voice. They have no love in their heart. They're arrogant modern day Pharisees. And a lot of those people, I know this might sound, you know, um, might sound a little weird, but even a lot of those people, I believe, are not Christians. I don't know. Again, I'm not naming names on that. I have no clue what a person's heart is. But we always think the lukewarm, you know, is is not saved. 
uh, because they're lukewarm. But uh, I think Jesus had some pretty strong words for the arrogant religious leaders who strained at a gnat, but they swallowed a camel. You whitewashed tombs, you brood of vipers, you travel land and sea, and you win a, when you win a, prost, a, a convert, you make him twice the son of hell as you. You look great on the outside, but inside you're dead men's bones. How dare you turn the traditions of men into doctrines of God? And, and, and there's a lot on this side who either don't know God or they're not filled with the spirit of God because they lack that brokenness and that humility and that really that fullness of the spirit. So anyway, hope that helps. Um, I'm going to go offline now and get this posted for you. If you have any additional questions, uh, you can email us at shaneidleman.com. Again, shaneidleman.com. And I am curious, I'm probably going to upload this uh, to Rumble first, possibly YouTube. Um, I think we'll be able to leave the comments open on Rumble. Not sure about YouTube. We just been have a lot of hassle with that. And so we'd love to hear your heart about this. So, and, and, and uh, love to um, maybe glean what you might have learned from this podcast of Idleman Unplugged. Make sure you subscribe to Idleman Unplugged. Pastors, those in Christian leadership, you can uh, subscribe to Pastors Unplugged. And this is where I talk about um, a, a lot of the issues that affect pastors today. So anyway, talk to you next time. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.